0: I'm Ben Preston, I'm editor of Radio Times and I'm very pleased to introduce the panel to you and I'll start with Anna Friel. Anna is one of our most trusted and talented actresses who's always been in serious demand. I think she was on Jonathan Ross last night where Tiny Templar proclaimed at the end, Anna you're a ledge, Um, which seems a pretty good summary of a career that has twisted and turned and up and down and gone absolutely everywhere. She's worked constantly, in her words, nominated for a Golden Globe for Pushing Daisies, on stage with Patrick Marber's Closer, on film in The Land Girls, and, of course, the Brookside start, which um, was immortalised in the 2012 Olympic opening ceremony. So Anna will join us in a second. Um, Hans Rosenfeld... Um, can lay claim to be the father of strong women detectives that are currently sweeping the globe. He created Saga and wrote The Bridge in 2006, which was even before Sarah Lund and the killing. But there's a lot more to. Uh, hands, as you can see. According to the cuts, he's either six foot eight or six foot ten, but I'll leave you to judge that when he comes on stage. He's been in his time a basketball player, an actor, Uh, he's a prolific crime novel writer, a TV executive, and much more besides, not least, he's been the host of the Swedish equivalent of just a minute for decades, so there will be no repetition. On this panel tonight. And of course, thereafter we have Nicola Lada, who's the co-creator of Marcella and the executive producer, and Tony Wood, who is the executive producer and CEO of Buccaneer Media, who has created in his time Towie with one other person, and is also a Coronation Street producer. So I'd very much like everyone to welcome the panel up to the stage. Thank you very much. Thank you. And congratulations on what is a fabulous first episode, which really does get so much up in the air. You want to find out, and we all will find out, wh- what happens next.
1: I'm lucky
0: at you. But, Hans, I, th- I thought I probably ought to, s- to start with you and just ask how this came about and what-, what drew you to make a crime drama in London.
2: Well, it was actually, it's, it's all due to Nicola, really. We met in Turin. We talked about The Bridge and about, um, about remakes of TV shows, and she was at Sky at the moment doing The Tunnel, which is a remake of The Bridge. And uh, the panel was quite boring, but the dinner afterward was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, then so, and then Nicola pitched an idea about a female detective in shambles after her family left her, and uh, at the same time an, an unsolved crime that she worked with is coming back to haunt her and asked me if I wanted to be a part of developing that, and I said yes, gladly.
3: Um, uh, Some might say I begged.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I said begged. you asked, <laughs> nicely. So and that's, that's it, basically.
0: And what, what attracted you to that idea? You know, what, what was special about London?
2: Well, first of all, I have to say what attracted me was to work abroad. Yeah. And to get an opportunity to work abroad was really, really uh, challenging and... I think we just started series three of the bridge then, and as you said, we started two thousand and six we didn 't air it until two thousand and ten, but I had been working with it for almost eight years, so it's also something to do the possib- possibility to do something else somewhere else with some other people was really appealing yeah. to me and then I, I thought it was a great start of a of a, of a series it was a great start where you' kind of in a two-sentence pitch got, yes, there's a crime story and, yes, there's a very strong female protagonist. So we started to work on that. We did.
0: And how, after you've drawn, you know, such a, I mean, a legendary female protagonist as Saga, how do you start creating someone who is
2: different? I think that's the that's The word you should make a different so that you don't start to compare them. And you try to look for comparison all through the first episode. So we went, we were very deliberately went a total other, different direction with Marcella's so pretty much everything Saga is, Marcella isn't, and vice versa.
3: We always said, didn't we? We wanted someone completely emotionally reckless yeah. rather than totally and utterly contained.
2: Yeah, and she's not, I mean, Saga is very much driven by logic, and Marcella is very emotional driven, hmm. and Saga is very much keeping the law, not breaking the rules. Marcella is very focused in if there are rules in the way, well, you just destroy the rules to get what you, to get to your goal. She's very determined in a way. Uh, that I mean, of is too, but they have two totally different way of, of addressing yeah. their determination.
0: And Marcella has a condition, doesn't she? We've seen hints of that in the first episode. I don't know how much you want to talk about that.
1: I'm not allowed. That's what you can <laughs> We're in that. a, week, a week of press, and they said, but don't say what she suffers from. I'm like, Bleh. ah, how do you do that? But you're not allowed to even say now? No? No. I suppose you don't. You no. find out no. on um, <laughs> episode two. Yeah.
2: You'll know very soon, strong. episode two. Yeah. yeah.
1: But we wanted a woman that was
3: so out of control in moments, she does not know herself at all. Yeah. So that blackness
1: is exactly what she experiences, and completely unpredictable. Mm.
0: And Anna, how did you get involved?
1: How did you, when did you first... Um, Nicola and I had worked together, I don't know, about three years ago. And um, we, we made a, a... created a lovely relationship. And she called me and said, I have this project called Marcella. and Are you aware of Hans Rosenfeld? And I said, the bridge Hans Rosenfeld? Yes, I'm a big fan. And um, I came over and met the, these three wonderful people at a, a dinner... And they asked, um, and I didn't audition, but we, they wanted my take on who I thought she was and what I would do with the character. And um, after that lunch, I, I was filming, went back to Ireland, and they called me and said, we'd love for you to be our Marcella. And I'd read those first three scripts going, oh, my God, what, what's next? I just, and it was quite open to interpretation of how, how which direction she could go in. And I, I kind of didn't really trust myself or my view, and it was these guys who said no will we'll help you and we will guide you. How, do you. how do you prepare a,
0: a pitch over a lunch which is going to get you a job that's going to take six months of your life from 5.30 in you the morning? You've got no other
1: choice other than, to be honest, yeah. that's when you're acting, when you're having a conversation and you can't lie about your take on something. It's, I, what I could relate to, who I thought she was, the main question was where, where <laughs> it was going, yeah. and I was like, who's the killer? Who, is, is it her? Is she? We're not telling you. I know what do you mean you're not going to tell me no we're not going to that's how it's going to work and that's the, the turned our green room into a place of paranoia
3: <laughs> it was an amazing lunch actually because um, I was personally already sold on Anna yeah. and I, I had this instinct that she was this mainline she had this mainline connection to the character she's such a wonderful instinctive actress but then that experience at the Groucho was brilliant wasn't it and In terms so of...
1: kind and loving put me at ease because I was scared mm-hmm. meeting you especially when I saw how tall you were <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, that
1: that's good. High hands.
4: Yeah. Yeah. The, the suggestion in what you're saying is that I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that I was negative. No, I mean, I, 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 think, I think that first meeting, what, what, what was so interesting was that we'd concentrated very much on, on how she is as a character within the framework of that story, and, uh, and, and just in the, in those very early stages, you you brought to life the kind of huge emotion that sat behind those moments and you were able to articulate an identification with it that suddenly for me filled in a lot of gaps and, and as we went through the process from then right, right to the end, I think, I think the really interesting thing about working with hands is that so much sits beneath the lines and so it was very important to, to, to meet somebody who was saying, I, I know who she is. And, I, and you you sort of said that from the very first moments. Was I
1: that confident? Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 you were. You yeah.
4: were.
1: My hands were sweating yeah. when I left that <laughs> yeah. But it's one
4: of the things that people
0: say about Scandi dramas is that the scripts are often quite sparse, and they leave a lot of...
1: Sparse, yet so specific. Yeah. I know that's a contradiction in terms, but I, I don't know how to phrase it better than that. It's so very specific, um, and you didn't want to change a word because everything was there.
0: But that leaves you quite a lot to, to play with as well.
1: Yeah. Got, there's many ways to go at it, and you just got to... I'd, I'd always kind of do takes as differently as I could. Is that my right in saying that? There's no one take that's ever the same. So i give them options of how mad you want her to go and how together is she? And I think it was, for me, the biggest challenge was having the nightmare... Of what was going on at home, and then having to put that mask on and going to work and be okay and, and be a respectable police officer.
3: We plunged you into it as well because the first week shoot yeah. was all Marcella at home, Just, and that's no, where no, she. Not, I didn't meet it. an
1: actor till that end of first week. <laughs> no, yeah.
3: and that's where your character actually emotes really. Yeah. So you got attuned to her really quickly by us doing that. Yeah
0: a so sort of emotional base camp, and then yeah. you're...
4: Yeah, just turn that out. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't smile very much. <laughs> she smiles loads. Um, I, I, I think that point about the writing is, is really important, because there, there's utter precision in terms of the narrative. And with a, with a show like this, you, you end up with a lead character who is investigating a crime and further crimes, and has information that only she knows and so she's, she's unable to articulate, she can't say out loud any of the things that she knows that the audience are partially aware of too and so, so the lines themselves are very plot specific but also from a character point of view they are obscuring what's really happening and so, so you end up on a, a dual pathway in terms of the emotion that the characters playing and what they're saying and that's, I, I mean that, that was quite a challenge really
0: it's a very emotional role, which must actually put quite a lot of pressure on wait you. Wait to see is episode
1: it? two. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, wait yeah. to see where we go. It gets more and more and more emotional. That's um, my job. That's your job.
0: <laughs> you do it very well. Thank you. But, I mean, one of the interesting things for me watching it is it's very much, you get a feel of contemporary London about it. And I wonder how much of that you wanted to bring to it. Because you look at the bridge and... Sweden and Copenhagen are sort of bleak, brown places full of derelict buildings. And here you're on the top of the building behind Tate Modern looking at that fantastic vista of steel and glass. It's great, isn't it? It is. (laughs) And you shot some nice places too. Yeah,
2: I did. Well, I wish I could take credit for that. Uh, (laughs) Like I had a strong visual idea about the show and said this is how it should look. This is how we should catch a London to make it feel vibrant and alive. <laughs> like, and I, I had very little to do with that. There were so many talented people who put that together for for us. So I just knew, and, and it was also, I wanted, of course, to do something different than The Bridge ITV. Yeah. Didn't want to do a kind of a, a translated Scandi show that just, just p- people talked English instead of Swedish and Danish. So we all had... We, we all know what we wanted visually and, and how the show should look and feel. But I was not the man putting that together, I have to say. Very modest.
0: But when you, um, when you know that you're writing about Britain, and obviously you said you wanted to write a, about abroad somewhere foreign. Yeah. What aspects of Britain did you want to play with? Did you want to explore?
2: Oh, I'm really not that thought through as a writer. <laughs> uh,
1: Why Grove Park?
2: I don't know. That was a cool name, wasn't it? Yeah, I was
1: like, I used I to go Grove Park. I usually spelled well, it with 2-0,
2: so it was Groove Park. <laughs> out. Until Elliot, who was a script editor, so very kindly said it's just one o in, the, in Grove Park. Yeah. Groove <laughs> Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Groove Park, yeah. park words. Groove Park. <laughs> it feels feel like a 70s show, yeah. doesn't it? You should have gone for that. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, I, I'm, I'm very, I, I really have to say, I don't think that much when I write. I think about the plot, I think about what can we do, what do we know, what, what does this person know, and, and I play it out in my head. Do you I, don't really, I don't really think ahead of, of in, in terms of themes and, and what do I want with this, and, and I'm not that thought through as a, as a writer. I'm, very, I'm writing very much an in intuition. And then I'll uh, I look back and say, oh, yeah, I, we did that there. I can use that here. That's good. That was a good idea back then. So <laughs> it really pays off now. And But all of that is not planned when, when we start writing. So it's... it's um so I wish I said I could say I, I wanted to show aspects of Britain, but I really don't have that
4: <laughs>
3: <did> in me. <laughs> He's very <laughs> humble. We, know, yeah, we, did have, we did have these amazing chats about, you know, you wanted to write in a massive metropolis, yeah. overpopulated, yeah. beautiful, but yet really violent in its moments. And we, we knew when we began building the multi-perspective aspect of the show, which, you know, was something that you pushed very quickly, that we wanted to show from the top of the people in the city that live literally in the sky like the Gibson family, all the way through to people surviving.
2: Yeah, that's
3: true. Fighting for their survival. And then yeah. the tension that that creates in this city. Yeah.
4: And, and I was coming in every morning complaining about the bloody building work everywhere. And so uh,
2: and, and, and that
4: was a theme that emerged as well. And so, But I
2: think that is one of yeah. the... I think that is, if you come as a foreigner as I do, I think that is one of the... The thing, if, if you take, go away from the really tourist sites, the thing you remember from London is that there, there are new skyscrapers and there are cranes everywhere. Yeah. That's kind of what you bring back from London as a tourist. Yeah. <laughs> and and if, you, if you're here, we're like six months apart, there's always a new building somewhere.
1: Come to London yeah. in ten years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Count the cranes. <laughs> but you've also got, um, you take people into the world of business as well. Yeah. Because you've done that in The Bridge, and that's something which is, I don't think, too common in British crime dramas.
2: Well, this was uh, the, the DTG construction thing. Uh, no, it was, it was just a very good... Since it's, it's very much, as I say, when, when you come as a foreigner to London, you think a lot about they're building things everywhere. So that is a good place. It seems like a very... Well, it seems like a lucrative business to be a developer and a builder, In London today, and we wanted to have someone really, really high up. And then why not have a construction company? And why not have Jason working there and sleeping with the daughter of the founder? Well, she's not actually the founder, but Dave was the founder. That's the D in DTG. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Well, I think it's, but it's it's good. I think it's it's very. It's good for drama, actually. Workplaces are good for drama. And we have a police station, but then it's, it's good to have another, another location for it. And uh, high corporate business, lots of money. You, and a lot of people do a lot of stupid things to get more money. And that's quite useful as a crime writer.
0: I mean, at the moment, we seem to be sort of living in, a, in an age of strong women characters. You've just had Sarah Lancashire in Happy Valley. You've had Keely Halls in Line of Duty. And Did you sort of pick up the script and think, bingo, I've got another one here?
1: No, I thought, and, God, that's a lot to live up to. How can you do it differently when it's been done so well before? I, mean, I think the only way to do that is to have your own interpretation and not try, try to not make comparisons. I would loved those performances.
0: Do you think there's something about crime drama which actually gives women a much more central role you know it's not they, they're active they're, but almost by definition they're at the heart of a drama they can't be dismissed as wives and girlfriends and all those parts which people have railed against over the decades. Well, how, how
1: much longer could we have gone on having parts for women that were purely an écoutrement yeah. it's, I think the, the light has been shone on female actresses and, and given that platform and it seems to be Via a detective I don't know why that is You might be able to answer that more But um, I think because you have to be strong You're dealing with death and murder And no matter what's going on in your private life you, You've got to do your job well You can't not turn up to work I don't, I don't, I don't really know how to answer that any more than, than that Can you help me with that? I think that for me personally
3: as a female producer I'm interested in women's stories Yeah And I was massively interested in um, a woman that wasn't defined by being a wife or a professional because all women can be everything. And we talked, didn't we, a lot about the tension between, you know, you're feeding your job, but then you fall in love and maybe you have to take your after ball and you feed the need to create a family unit. But this woman is everything at once. And um, she's trying to do the best she can. And that unique sort of point in your life you know mid to late 30s where you're trying to achieve in everything and yet something can still fall apart despite your best efforts that's that's just the female endeavor Um, but we needed to make her a detective so that we had an amazing plot
0: the themes of um, a woman being junked for a younger model Mm -hmm. Um, the themes of a woman coming back to work after Children
1: And she was in love instead of a career. And that's yeah. the, the biggest difference, is that she thought, no, I, I love my man and I love my family more than I love my work. And then to be t- the only thing that stopped her from continuing that was to be told very coldly, I don't love you anymore. I think nobody ever wants to be in that situation.
0: And A very heartfelt <laughs> performance at the start. I
3: love the fact that the detective cannot detect what's going wrong in her own private life. She simply didn't pick up any of those clues. But
1: she yeah. is a bit mad. <laughs> 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 I don't blame Jason, actually, wherever you are. <laughs> kind of.
0: Because do you prefer writing Women Hands?
2: Yes, I do, yeah. Why is that? Um, I don't know. Um, it just happened, I'd say. I think it it's, it's comes easier for me. I have far more female friends than male friends as well. I spend a lot more time around women than I do with men. And so it's just, I, I like to write female characters. As le- as, uh, I like to write male characters as well, but I'm more interested in creating female characters and make them lead.
1: Thanks.
0: <laughs> and Nicola, you presumably jumped on that, because it sounds like it was a very close collaboration.
3: Oh, I, how, I, how, how do you work? Basically, I was a bit besotted with Hans, because it was such an exciting notion to work with a, a writer that hadn't worked in the uk before but was proven on a global stage and then it was very quick that we became this triumvirate that collaborated on story to be able to kind of bring out the best in each other i think we all we all i ever wanted to do was empower hands to write and protect him from anything that he didn't know i.e., where battersea is you know i can fill in those sort of gaps and then also empower anna to perform out of her skin, which was, you know, a five-month... so
1: much. You were so <laughs> supportive. On it. I wouldn't have been able to do it without Nicola. Tell me you were lovely too, but you did. You <laughs> held my hand. <laughs> you weren't there quite as much. We hit, uh, Nicola sorry, sorry. did hold my hand every time. I go, oh, I'm so depressed. You're so hard. She's like, come on, you can, you can. So thank you so much for all your support. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. We're having a love-in right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: time. you. I mean, what I, what I also wonder is just how... Complicated. Is the story going to get? Because you've set up about five different lines in that first episode.
2: Yes. <laughs> you demand. You demand There's to more to come. Yeah. Quite a few. More to come. Uh, no, it, it's it's complicated, and uh, that's the whole idea with it. I think to have the balance of giving enough to keep you interested, but giving you uh, so little that you can't figure it out so that you have to watch to see if you were right there. Oh, no, I was wrong there. I can still be right with this one, though. Oh, no, I was wrong there as well. Or I was right there. But so that it, it is is—it is a complicated plot. And it is... Uh, yeah, and it, it's, it was new for me because the bridge is 59 minutes, and this is 46. And, and you've got commercial
0: breaks in as well. Yes,
2: I do. I do. That was... Uh, to, to keep that, which I think is is also making this... Uh, Marcella, is, uh, which I think suits the fact that it is in London that it is a bigger city, that it is that it is actually a world city. It, it has a it, is, it has a different temperature, it's a big, it's a high tempo, story-wise in this one, which I think fits the fact that it is in a much, much, much bigger city than Malmen, Copenhagen, which is sometimes this little blue mellow saxophone can kind of just oh... <laughs> you kind of go down there. In this one, it's constant storytelling, 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 and you get the, all the emotions within that. You don't really stop for it. You just go ahead with it, and it is a, like an integrated part of the story, which is it's giving it a different feel, I think, from the rest of my work. One question which
0: occurred to me, was just looking again because it's the second time I've seen the first episode, but the victims are of different genders, and I wondered why that was and whether when you look at something like The Fall, which came out about two years ago and was quite controversial in the way that it treated the women victims and the way it filmed them certainly in the first series your serial killers are not gender specific
4: I I, I think the answer is no, you're right, they're not (laughs) <laughs> I think,
0: yeah. And was there a reason for that, or are those? Uh, is
4: with... I don't know. Got... You've only seen about thirty yeah. percent of the stories that that we've got running. I'm buggered if I know. Really, <laughs> it's, um, no. Keep watching, but we. Oh, watching. That, I
3: think more It's men.
4: important. Well, we... I don't think we should reveal right. But we
3: did say we don't want
4: yeah.
3: beautiful dead people. Yeah. You know, murder is ugly. And we wanted the emotional consequences of violence to be looked at in this show, didn't we? Yeah, that is true. We did think about it. it was we nothing. did think about that, and it's
2: also, yes, there is a reason why those people are being killed and who they are and why, and, uh, and we thought about that. We <laughs> <laughs> thought about it. Yeah, we thought about that. <laughs> you know. i not going to tell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell, tell me when you, one, one of the strange things I, I always find as a journalist is that when you asked some of the people on The Killing, what their British influences are. They always say Midsummer Murders. Right. <laughs> yeah. Really? Um, yeah. I uh, wonder well, I I what, wonder you, where, I, I wonder what I you can see uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder whether you've had any... Sorry. Any, ...any British influences or British detectives that...
2: Well, I have a few, I think... Yes, uh, they're not really recent. I have to say, I think I'm, I'm of course quite influenced, by, by when it was on, I think uh, I thought Cracker was a really really good show. Prime suspect, of course, but then my my favourite, I think, when it comes to, but that is also because I think it was the darkest one of them was Wire in the Blood. I was actually crazy about Wire in the Blood. I thought that was such a good show. So I think. Those three, and I, I don't really know where I get influenced, because I watch, I watch drama, written drama, every day in some form, at least two episodes of something every day. So I get a lot, I watch a lot of things, uh, where what influences me and what I say, uh, we should never do that, or I don't really know. But those shows I remember as saying, I remember them as really, really good British crime shows. So um, how, do
0: you, how do you find your two hours of drama a day? Do you pick it from all over the world?
2: Well, actually, um, you should pick it on Netflix or HBO Nordic. So, if it's there, uh, it's a big chance that I've seen it. At least two episodes. At least two episodes are there. I have a strategy. I, I watch at least two episodes. If I like those, I watch the entire first series. If I really like that, I go on the second series. So you can fall out after two episodes, after first series. If you have me after first series, I'm yours forever. <laughs>
0: So, what are the last two series that you've w-
2: watched? It doesn't have to be good for me to watch two <laughs> I have to say, it doesn't really have to be good. Okay, well, now I'm watching series two of Daredevil. <laughs> you what's yeah. Daredevil? yeah, what's Daredevil? That's cool. Daredevil, that's a Marvel, Marvel. Marvel oh. character. It's on Netflix, series two just came out. And what have you
0: just stopped watching after two episodes?
2: Oh, it's quite a lot. I'd say. <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. This is being filmed. Uh, I think I pass on that one. Oh, so, um, yeah. <laughs>
0: but for you, Nicola, and Anna too, what, what were the first sort of female detectives that really got you?
1: You stole my answers. <laughs> Cracker and Prime Suspect were always Cracker, my favourite. Yeah. I loved Robert Coltrane, I liked how naughty he was. And didn't follow the rules. And, and I grew up with it.
0: And Prime Sat and Helen Mirren uh, too. Who because, can't, yeah. You
1: can't not like Helen Mirren. She, was, she did it first. I, I'm
3: heavily influenced by Dempsey and Make Peace and the 18th. <laughs> <laughs> and then pr- present day, I mean, massive, massive fan of Happy Valley. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah.
0: Have you seen Happy Valley, Hans? I
2: haven't. Is it on Netflix? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure it will be.
0: I, 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 I think the first. Series. OK, it's, so then yeah.
2: after Daredevil, it's yeah. Happy Well
0: It Is. Yeah. <laughs> Come Friday, I should think at this <laughs> right of knots. Yes, that's excellent. Um, so to, I suppose two, two questions about sequels. The first question, of course, has got to be about what, what happens next on the bridge, because no one in my office would forgive me if I came away without saying whether we're going to get a series four. Um, we
2: are waiting for uh, our broadcasters, SBT and DR, our main broadcasters. They are going to give us a green light, uh, or not, in April, which is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> April Fool's <laughs> Day. <laughs> yes. So, uh, at least the start of it. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it, I have, to, as I, I think I said before, it looks really good.
0: Well, it would because it would be dr have never actually done the bridge was the first thing to go for three series. wasn't No,
2: it? no, the killing was got three. three, three. Yeah, mm. but the, it, so it four. would be the first one for for them to do a four. Well, it actually won't because it, it's uh, they had a show um, further back that actually went for more seasons than that, but. It looks good. We, we talk to everyone involved that we need and everybody is on board if we, if we just get it green and, and we started I, to write on the storyline.
0: And do you need Martin?
2: That depends on the stories we, we decide to tell in the end. <coughs> if we need him, if we think he's going to be a really... If, if we th- find out a story where we really, really benefit from having him back, we will bring him back. If we think that we do better without him in another series, we won't. That's
1: that <laughs> <laughs> It's party. all about the story. It's all about,
2: I mean, if it, it's, if, if it benefits us, yeah, sure. But if we, if we think that we don't really need him, he's, he's not coming back. He's got seven years left in his prison sentence. not a lot
0: of series to wait for. But
1: series two of Marcella's called Carl.
2: <laughs> well, was good
0: to ask you about series two of Marcella, because presumably there is a story that will work. A mini series to come with Marcella. Yes, of course.
2: Mm. It is.
3: Hans is a plot machine, <laughs> a plot ninja. You never run out of
1: story, mm-hmm. do you?
2: Man, got to live. <laughs> 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 so true. So true. Yeah.
1: Do you have really intense dreams?
2: I don't. Well, I don't know because I never remember my dreams. I know now for a fact, and this has absolutely nothing to do with anything. I have had the same dream now for six nights in a row, and I've woken up, and I was thinking, this is so weird, and for like 10 seconds, I remember what that dream is about, and then I was trying to tell my friends, this is so weird, I had this dream six nights in a row now, and I wake up every morning dreaming it, and I'm so mad at myself, because it's such a silly dream, and I have no idea what it's about,
1: I just don't remember
2: it. So I'll probably have it tonight, again, <laughs> for the seventh time, and then I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can have a notebook next I'll, to it. I'll give you some little post-it notes yeah, to put by, put by your bed. So I don't know, I might dream. I never, ever remember my dreams. I
0: think now we're in the middle of Hans's dreams, we've probably got a very... It's a very useful jumping-off point for some questions from the audience. So if we can have a gentleman at the start. Hi, I really enjoyed that. Uh, congratulations, Two questions for Anna. Uh, one, when you finally discovered the truth of the series and you discovered the full nature of your character's actions, what was your reaction to that without giving too much away about what the, the outcome was?
1: Well, I discovered something different and new in each and every episode, so it was a kind of journey, really. I didn't have one discovery on one episode, but do um, you mean what, I, what did I feel when I got to the end of the series? Yeah. It's quite tough. <laughs> um, I can't, how do I answer that without giving the plot away? Can't, there's There's, there's nowhere, can, uh, it, it, can't, no way, it's, no, it's quite unexpected. Sorry.
0: Okay, and, and was there one scene above any other that was especially challenging to do? I know it's a, a tough series to film from, from first to last, but was there one scene in particular which really stretched you?
1: Yes, but well, I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> 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 That's the truth. Um, I have a huge, big, massive fight scene. You'll get it out of me, so just don't ask me. <laughs>
4: right, is there a question for Anna. How easy? I mean, how hard is it to detach yourself from the character when you like not go home and feel depressed? Because she's quite complex.
1: I think the two-hour car journey I had back from London to Windsor gave me time to chill out and, um, and let that go a bit. And then when I've got my gorgeous little girl at home and I walk in and see her, she doesn't want to see a depressed mummy. Sometimes you see her tired mama and say the work's been hard, but she's very understanding, and she gives me a big cuddle and says, "Come here." And then and the work stays at work. Sometimes do- it sometimes it it gets you down. She had me on on the phone in a few tears. <laughs> <laughs> and and did
4: you have to do any um, research into like mental illness characters? Because you made her really believable from the offset.
1: Oh, thanks. Um, we went to a police station um, about three weeks before we started. And, I, and then I met several times with a detective called Liz who was inc- incredibly glamorous. If you put the two of us together, she looked like the actress. Um, and um, she, she was. she's very, very good at her job. I found her quite fascinating, her strength and her ability to detach from her, her job and her life. And then asked these guys lots of questions because it was ever-growing, particularly because I didn't know if I'm guilty or not I'm like what is this woman capable of and the answer was well she's capable of anything I think that was the most challenging part about the role of how to go at it of how, how dark is this woman because how, how
0: far ahead did you get the scripts because you kept, you, you kept the plot lines back
1: yeah. I had the first three when yeah. I accepted the role and then I think as we were we, we obviously, we didn't shoot it in sequence at all. That was the, one of the biggest challenges. Like week one or day one, we did episode one, scene 22, and the next scene was episode three, scene 56. So, the, And if you see, there's so many different threads, so to keep yeah. that all in your head, we had a wonderful... Um, script supervisor who would made me this little bible so I'd literally be able to go right where have I been, I've done that so that you'd know when you're entering a room with what energy you've got to what, and when, you, when you're leaving, I, I, I said so that was one of the most challenging parts the scr- I, think I think we got block two at Christmas, mm. so we had the Christmas <laughs> holidays to kind of, yeah. to look at that so I had, we had about ten days and then block three um, gosh five weeks after that
0: and how much notice did you get for the... They're all really
1: know? secret. I got really pissed off when makeup yeah. had it before me. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. And like, well, we need to prep. Yeah. I, th-
4: I think another point worth making is that when we made the show incredibly quickly, yeah. really, really quickly, far too quickly in a way, and the pressure that was placed on hands to deliver, to deliver these scripts, and, I mean, it was commissioned uh, at the beginning of May, I think, uh, and is, is on air on Monday, and we had one script written at that point, so it was it was incredibly tight That's and so, really really quick. So, and we so wrapped into, last
1: Sunday.
4: Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Yeah, no, really? Yeah. yeah.
3: And today we thought we, we, we saw the first viewing of episode yeah. eight.
4: Today's a momentous day because yeah. today we've seen the entire series yeah. for the first time. We have only Hands two. Hands watched it through to the end. I hope.
2: I've only
1: seen up episode five. Right. right.
4: <laughs> Yeah, and so far. And we only have two completed episodes at the moment. Hello. That's quick. Yeah. yeah.
0: So how long were you taking to write, a, write an episode as a script,
2: Hans? Well, um, shorter and shorter, <laughs> I have to say. Post-treatment.
1: Uh, Post-treatment. Uh, no, no, no stress at
2: all. No stress at all. Well, I do, it's, like uh, uh, well it's, it, it's depending on... Well, from absolutely first... First letter in the first draft till finished, I, I can't say, but I usually do a first draft in, in um, about a week, for five days, five, six days. And,
0: ha- and how does your day work? Are you one of those people who comes down and watches, watches two hours of telly and no, ho- hopes you night. don't have to catch the end of the series? Or, no, do you go, or do you go to your desk in the morning? I'll and... get
2: uh, to my desk in the morning, yeah. It's early? It's... Before the f- no, not early. I stay till late. I'm yeah. not a morning person. So usually around 9, 9.30... And then I usually stay till around, well, at the end, till midnight perhaps.
0: And then you're faxing them across because they're filming tomorrow. There's always
2: that painful
3: week where the script is in existence but written entirely in Swedish. And we're waiting for the translation to come through.
4: It, it was tough, wasn't it? That, you're right, right, you're remarkably relaxed. You're <laughs> right.
3: right. happy with the result. <laughs> I mean, oh, you, yeah. is amazing, isn't we, it? We've seen the it whole
0: series
4: going. today. We're, we're kind of all right.
0: No, yeah. no I'm a journalist. I'm a last-minute Charlie, so this, is, this <laughs> is how television should be made. Uh,
4: Nicola, you mentioned that um, you already had the idea before Hans came on board. Um, what are
2: the origins of the idea? Where did it come from?
3: It's important to have a really high temperature and have a fever Uh, Go home to mum and dad's, feel a bit sad and um, start cogitating on an idea. And then I was with my twin sister and um, I had a eureka moment, which was all of the starting points that Hans took on and embraced um, are are as they exist. But until I had my fever, she wasn't a a detective. So um, I realised that I needed to make her a crime fighter because otherwise I was sort of left with 50% of a concept, which was a woman in dire straits in terms of her personal life. But I was also searching for genre, and so the most obvious thing took a little bit of time to come to me. But she was defined by her circumstances before her job. That's the way she, she came to me, but it was only really... I said, Hans, dare I pitch to you, and then please, please make it your own. It'd be better than what I could do. So it was it was a, an amazing <coughs> collaboration. I, I pitched hands a medical show and Marcella at the same time. And because you're so polite, he went. They're both nice, but I'll do the detective one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you should
3: uh... Also, one of my original inspirations is Medea. So Jason is Jason, and the Argonauts for me. Yeah. I, I I love the idea of a woman scorned.
4: And you know then. Um, E- it was instantly banned, as we, we weren't allowed to say that out loud to anybody because I thought it would put ITV off. <laughs> so um, uh, no, we couldn't, could we? Never say it's it. nothing to do with Madea. We're not, we're not getting all classical. No. It's um, yeah. He's outed me. He's
3: outed my classical roots. Yeah. Certainly
4: not in the publicity
0: handout. No. We've got yeah. some more. Quite right.
1: Hi, Hans. A question about the police side of it. Do you have a contact that you go to? For your insider
2: information. Well, we have a we have both on the bridge and on Marcella. There is a, a police officer reading the scripts, and both of them are really really good because they know that we have to do. This is not reality. This is this is drama, and this is fiction. So they, they but they they tell they especially the legal system in, in England is quite different from the one in Sweden. So I had really a lot of help from. From Chris, uh, who is our contact here. So the answer to that is yes. I do have a contact in Sweden and in Sweden, Denmark, and in UK. But they bring in. Usually, they don't. They hardly ever uh, do anything about the story. They just do. This is not how we do it. And if I understand what you want here, but it would be a better way to do if we do it like this. It would also be correct. And and then. They can give me ideas or saying, if this was real, we would have done it like this, and then I can choose, saying, well, nah, that's a more boring way of doing it. I'm keeping it <laughs> the wrong way, or actually saying, yeah, let's go for this. This sounds good.
1: I love crime drama, and that one was really, really scary, so thank you. My question is nothing to do with that. It's really, I noticed that Marcella's wearing a Scandi-type sweater. Was that deliberate? <laughs> No, not really. It was about, I think it was about keeping warm. It was really cold and we shot a lot at night. And we also didn't want her to be someone who revealed lots of skin. She's, she's quite traumatised and, and quite vulnerable. She, she wears a sensible shirt and a sweater. It's that simple, really. Yeah. Yeah. You mean the little pattern that she has on one of them? Yeah, yeah it's not Scandi. I think it's, I think, I think it's from Gap. <laughs>
0: yeah. On that note, I'd just like to say... Thank you very much to the panel. Thank you to Anna.
1: Thank you. Me Thank you.